The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, running solo on this wonderful Sunday, April 18th. We've got two cards on our hands. We've got a three-game early slate, a nice little five-game main slate. Both of them pretty enticing, both of them pretty juicy. Uh, what I'm kind of looking forward to these slates. You know, I got to get to wake up early on this wonderful Sunday, get to do a nice Sunday morning podcast, got the coffee in hand. Uh, wrote our layup line for this morning as well. So I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to jump into the slate. As you guys imagine, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast. Any of the solo shows that we have going on tend to go pretty quickly. And bottom line, I just don't have Santino arguing with me. Uh, nonetheless, I still look forward to these nice little cards. But before we jump into anything, I just want to take a minute, give a quick shout out to Squanto 401k. Took down our Hoopball DFS tournament on friday took first place edged me out i got second place we had a 25 uh, person entry in there uh, and i say edge me out it, he didn't edge me out he he, he smiled he smashed me uh he smashed everybody he beat i got second place he beat me by 49 dk points so uh congrats to you squad that you took down that contest absolutely crushed it with a fantastic lineup i'm sure you cashed out well that night so congrats to you and jump into my twitter dms man i got i got something for you a little present uh, as I said, anyone who takes down these Hoopball DFS contests will get a little gift from me personally. So as you guys know, I collect a ton of sports memorabilia from cards to autographs to rookie cards to you name it, uh, jerseys. Uh, that's what the first prize is. You know, let me know what your favorite team is. Maybe I have something, something, you know, I'm not too, too crazy for them, uh, but something I can send your way for, for taking down this tournament. And that's what I want to do for you, man. So uh, jump into my DMs. I got something for you, but we will be doing another contest this Friday coming up. Uh, Sunday now as we record this. So keep in mind, we cannot make the contest until Friday morning. So you'll see it get tweeted out by a bunch of people over here at Hoopball, including myself. Probably going to raise the, the entry to 30 this time. We had a couple people say they wish they got in there. So we'll, we'll jump it up from 25 to 30 and we'll keep it going. Fun times. Let's jump into this though. But just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, MyBookie. If you haven't checked them out, guys, head over to mybookie.ag, the number one sports book out there. The only sports book I give my stamp of approval for, and I, I simply I trust. They're easy to trust when they have the number one customer service. You need a question answered, you're having a trouble, uh, you know, maybe it's uh, you know signing up issue, whatever it may be. Uh, they're right there. They're right there to help you. And listen, you guys hear me say it. Baby sports betting is not your thing. They got a fully fledged casino platform over there as well, where you can play table games, slot machines, anything that you could find at your local casino. And the best part about my bookie is they like to give away free money, whether it's their odd boosts or our promo code to sign up. So on your initial deposit, if you use that promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, they will match you 50% on up to $1,000. So you put $1,000 into your account, they'll give you $500 for free to play with. That's free money. It doesn't need to be 1000 You put in 500 they give you 250 for free to play with. So guys, check out mybookie.ag. Use that promo code HOOPBALL. All right. I think that's enough talking. I think that's I think we're I think we're ready to go. Dialed in. I got everyone's attention. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Indiana Pacers traveling to the wonderful Atlanta Hawks. 
this game actually i'm pretty sure every single game that we have this is this is the great part about doing a nice little morning a nice little morning uh podcast is that i have all these slates i have all these lines i got some pretty up-to-date injury news there's a, there's a few things that still might be still might be up in the air that we're gonna be waiting on but for the most part we pretty much have all of this information readily available so game coming in right now 233 and a half game total with the Hawks being favored by four and a half points in this one. For the Pacers, as far as injuries are concerned, we're going to have to keep an eye on Miles Turner. He's questionable coming into this one. He's missed the past few games. Uh, if he sits out again, we'll most likely see him on his phone and draw that start. And we'll have to keep an eye on Dougie McBuckets, Doug McDermott. He's questionable coming in. If he happens to sit, we should see a few more minutes go to guys like Edmund Sumner. And Jeremy Lamb over there on the Hawks side of things. Excuse me, as I just lost my place. John Collins coming in questionable, kind of similar to uh, to Miles Turner's missed the past few games. Collins missing a little bit more than a few. I think it's been about nine games now. Chris Dunn, Danilo Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, Tony Snell, all ruled out. So as I said, this game is coming in at a pretty pretty high game total. It's actually got the highest game total on the first uh, slate on the early slate for the first three games. We're definitely going to want some exposure. For me, it's most of my exposure is going to be coming from the Indiana side of the ball, especially if Miles Turner's ruled out. I think we can go right back to the well on Demonis Sponis, 9,300. You know, feels like it's uh, the right price for him, but this is a up pace tempo. We already know that this front court's pretty hobbled. If John Collins is out, it only helps Sabonis' case a little bit more, and the usage will be there for him. So 9,300, he's probably going to be my high, my favorite high price stud to spend up on, and especially because I think with some of these other guys on this early slate, only three games, he might get overlooked. Uh, we got guys like Julius Randle, Zion, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Uh, he's probably going to get a little bit of overlook. So ownership-wise, just overall play-wise, I like Sabonis in this slate. 9,300, he's going to be the guy I spend up on. He put up 45 DK points on them in only 27 minutes earlier in the season. So you give him a full complement of minutes, he should be able to give back the return that we're looking for. Outside of him, I definitely got some interest in Malcolm Brogdon. I always love the target point guards going against the Hawks, knowing that Trey Young plays defense probably you know about as well as me. Um, actually, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to slight myself like that. I, I like to think I'm a pretty good defender. I got some good footwork, uh, not, not handsy enough. You know, I probably need to get my hands in there a little bit more, but nonetheless, I think I could play better defense than Trey Young. Um, so I, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon, he's just going to be continue to pick up a lot of this usage, uh, looks fine. And that's one thing coming back from that injury. Uh, we were worried, you know, this is something that's going to limit him going forward. Hasn't at all. Uh, dude's just been churning out points left and right. And again, he played well in this matchup earlier in the season, 33 minutes, put up 41 and a half DK points. So at 7,200, he's a nice mid-tier option. We could, if I'm not spending up on Sabonis and I'm spending up on one of those other forwards, I'll probably get Brogdon in my lineup. I want one of these two guys in just about every single one. Outside of those two guys, I don't have a too, too, too much interest. I mean, I, I could see taking some stabs at guys like Jeremy Lamb and Sumner. Again, we would need McDermott to be rolled out. They would uh, simply be value plays. We have a couple other value plays that we could go to, but maybe we don't get that that heat news, uh, knowing that that is the last game of the night. We're going to be waiting on Jimmy Butler's status. Uh, you might want to just lock in some value a little earlier, and they're not terrible options. On the other side of the ball, looking at the Hawks, I don't love a lot here. Uh, Trey Young's always in play, 8,800. You know, he, I, I just don't see myself going to him too, too much. I see myself getting more of those forwards, uh, you know, spending up on Sabonis for only $500 more. I think that's my preferred option. Capella's getting priced up at 9K. So there's a center that we'll get to later that just feels like you can't miss lock for me. So I don't think I'll be playing too much Capella. And outside of maybe like a Kevin Werder, 
Uh, that's the only guy I have some interest in. Kevin Werder has been just playing well. The minutes have been there. Obviously, John Collins coming back might impact the usage if he does come back. But nonetheless, this dude just continuously churns out value. Uh, 5,500, we're going to need a little bit closer to 30. Uh, but, you know, talking about just over the past five games, he's averaged about 27 DK points. So he's pretty much hitting that where we need to get him. So I don't mind taking a stab at him. Maybe a stab at a guy like Lou Williams in a tournament. But outside of those two guys, I just don't have a lot of interest going against this slow-down Pacers team, With you know, especially if Miles Turner's back, a gritty defense. Uh, there's just other spots. We'll move on to the next game. New Orleans Pelicans traveling to New York. Take on the Knicks. This is a 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. 221.5 game total. The Knicks are favored by 2.5 points here for the Pelicans. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, both rolled out. Jackson Hayes is probable. And for the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson and Alec Burks have been rolled out. So much like the game that we just spoke about, uh, up up pace matchup for the Knicks, and that's the team I'm looking to target. I'm looking to take advantage of the three teams that are going to be playing up in pace, getting more shot attempts, more fantasy points, more usage, all of that good stuff. So we'll start off with the away team, though, the Pelicans. I don't mind taking some stabs at them. Same thing as uh, same thing as the Hawks. These guys feel like they're priced up, priced accordingly. Zion at 95. I prefer Randall over him for just you know a few hundred dollars more. Basically splitting hair. These two guys are like the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other at this point. Brandon Ingram at 87 just feels a little bit too priced up for me. I uh, don't want to target Thibodeau's defense. They just can shut people down. They could be a headache. And when you're paying a premium for a guy like Ingram, he can easily get you there. But uh, I, I'll probably take a pass, uh, you know, in spend up a little bit more on some of these other guys or just go down to guys like Brogdon. Outside of those two guys, I would love to play Lonzo Ball if I known that or knew that his minutes restriction was up. He only played 20 minutes in his first game back. If we hear that there's no restrictions, he's going to be playing a full complement. Yeah, sign me up, 6,800. I'm all set with that. But without that information, it's kind of hard to get too bullish on him. Uh, if you're going to take a stab at him, I wouldn't do it in cash. I would probably just do it in GPPs because, yeah, 20 minutes, it's going to be hard for him to produce the value if he's playing 20 to 24 minutes. Outside of those two guys, I don't really, or outside of those three guys, I don't really have a ton of interest here. The one guy that I could see myself having more shares, if anybody else, would be Steven Adams at 5K. We'll get to some centers that we could play. Uh, but he's played back-to-back games of 30-plus minutes. Jackson Hayes got hurt in that last one. He's probable, but we know that they're going to need some size against the Knicks. They're going to need some bullying down low to deal with guys like Nerlens Noel and to deal with just simply Julius Randle flying around the court. Uh, we're talking about three straight games, double-digit rebounds. He's never going to score a ton, but in those three games where he's got double-digit rebounds, he scored at least 28 DK points, and he's only 5K, so that's bringing back some pretty good return for us. So I don't mind some Steven Adams, and I'll probably draw the line there. If you want to take stabs at Najee Marshall, go for it, or James Johnson. I just don't see too, too much upside in this matchup. On the Knicks side of the ball, though, there's definitely some more interest. Julius Randle coming in at 9800 only $3, uh, $300 more than Zion. I do prefer Randle over Zion, just simply he just – does a little bit more to produce. They're both, uh, you know, tanks when it comes to scoring and rebounding. Uh, but, you know, Randall's ability to step out the three-point line, being able to pass a little bit more, gives him a slightly higher upside. It's also a pace-up spot, and he doesn't have to go against the Knicks defense because he plays for the Knicks. Other than that, I don't mind looking at Nerlens Noel, 4,300. Again, we're, we're talking about some center value. There's one guy that's can't miss in the last game that we'll get to, but if you wanted to play a double center lineup, maybe going to a guy like Adams or Noel isn't a bad option. Uh, pretty much everything I just said about Adams, you could say about Noel, and he's also $700 cheaper. You know, almost three straight games, a double-digit rebound. One of those games, he's had nine. In all those games, he's put up at least 25 DK points. Isn't going to score a ton, but we'll get it done defensively. So, depending on how the money works, you can go with either one of those guys as a secondary center. And then I'll take a stab at some of these guards. Alfred Payton coming in at 3900 
Obviously, there's no true point guard on this team. They're all just kind of splitting the minutes. But Peyton's played 20-plus minutes over the last three games. And in those games, he's played well and put up at least 22 DK points. I like this matchup. It's a pace-up matchup against one of his former teams. Just played him, played, shot 5 of 11 against him, put up 25 DK points. 3,900, he's a rock-solid value play. And then the other guy would be Reggie Bullock. With Alec Burks out, this dude should just continue to play a boatload of minutes. Played 41 minutes in the last one, has double-digit shot attempts over the last four games. And in those games, double-digit scoring. So 4,300, he's put up at least 22, 20 DK points over those four games span. He's a rock-solid value. And over his past, uh, I believe it's five games, he's averaged about 21. So we'll take those value plays. Same thing, you could throw Derrick Rose in there, but depending on how the money works, if you have it, sure, spend it on Rose. If not, I don't mind going down to Bullock or Payton. Moving on to the third and final game of the first early slate, 3.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Brooklyn Nets traveling to Miami. They're taking on the Heat in this one. 225.5 game total. Brooklyn being favored by six points in this one. For the Nets, LaMarcus Aldridge, as we know, he's retired, no longer with the team is out. Chris Chioza, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden, Tyler Johnson all ruled out as well. For the Heat, Andre Iguodala and Jamie Butler are questionable. Victor Oladipo is ruled out. Dealing with right knee soreness and Gabe Vincent is probable. So you heard me touch on this game several, several times already. We'll start with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, yeah, this is a game that we're going to want some exposure to, and I don't mind getting it on either side of the ball. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a pace down spot for the Nets going against the Heat. He played with pretty good defense. Obviously, if Butler's out, that will impact things, but Kyrie Irving at 94, Kevin Durant at 92. Both these guys are very much in play. I probably will have at least one of those guys in each lineup. If I had to pick one to go to, it's probably going to be KD at 92. We're starting to see those minutes slowly get ramped up. They're on a standalone game here with the Nets. So they're not in the front half of a back-to-back or the back half of a back-to-back. So I expect to see close to that 30-minute mark like we saw against Charlotte. Played 30 minutes, shot 8-12. The dude's just going to get it done. As the minutes get slowly get increased to where they should be, once they hit that 33 to 34-minute mark, as long as James Harden's not in this lineup, this dude is going to put up points. I can say the same for Kyrie Irving, and it's splitting hairs when you look at those two guys. I prefer uh, Durant's floor a little over Irving, but Irving, if he doesn't have that minutes cap and Durant does, his ceiling is going to be a little bit higher. Outside of those two guys, I don't think I'll be playing anybody outside of somebody at the center position, whether it's DeAndre Jordan or Nick Claxton. These two guys, $100, minute, uh, $100 apart, 100 minutes apart would make a big difference. And they'll probably chop the minutes up right down in the middle. If I had to pick one guy I prefer, it would probably be Jordan, just knowing that he's a little bit more experienced. They're going to be going against a veteran center and Bam Adebayo. Um, I just imagine that he plays. He's averaging about 20 minutes in this matchup, putting up 22 DK points. So throw another center into the mix. I do prefer Noel uh, over him for only $400 more. And uh, once you get to Adams, the point per dollar range gets a little bit more dicey. On the Miami side of things, here we go. Uh, Bam Adebayo, play him, 7,800. No questions asked. I'm locking him in at center. 7,800 is way too cheap. If Butler gets ruled out, it's only better. If Butler plays, I don't care. I'm still playing him at 7,800. We know this Nets team has been bleeding points to centers for pretty much the past three seasons. Nothing has changed. I'm good with that. Lock him in. My favorite center on the slate. Probably one of my favorite plays on the slate as well. If Jimmy Butler plays at 9,600, he's certainly in play in this matchup. We can just expect this to be a kind of back-and-forth game. I'm expecting a big Jimmy Butler game if he does play. He's coming off of almost a 30-point triple-double, two assists shy, put up 63.5 DK points against Minnesota, his former team, which we know, narrative, 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 revenge. Uh, we should have saw that coming. Absolutely hates the Timberwolves. We all remember that practice. Second unit. But if he's out, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Dunn, even Duncan Robinson, all these guys get big boosts. I'd have interest in all of them. My favorite would be Dragic and Dunn. 
Dragic coming in at 4,900, Nunn coming in at 42. We could probably expect uh, Nunn to draw the start. But, you know, Nunn's pretty much out of the rotation when everyone's healthy. So it's definitely a situation that's fluid that we have to monitor. If you do play any of these guys in the Miami game or the Brooklyn side of things, play them in your bottom spots, your guard, your utility, your forward. That way, if we get the news, we can we can change. We can alter. We can do everything that we need to do uh, without having so much you know hindrance. We have more flexibility. That's it for me, though. Outside of those guys, I don't think that we need to really go anywhere else. I think that's pretty much uh, everybody that you want to talk about on Miami. And that brings us home. That's the early slate. That's the early three games. Nice little interesting slate. I think we can definitely, definitely get most of our construction done even without that Butler news because – Honestly, I think I'm going to be playing Bam over Butler regardless whether he plays or not. We'll move on to the main slate, the main card. Five games to talk about. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Portland Trailblazers traveling to Charlotte. They're taking on the Hornets. 223.5 game total. Portland being favored by 5.5 points in this one. We'll start with the Hornets. Lamella Ball, Nate Darling, Gordon Hayward, Malik Monk all rolled out. Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington are questionable. For the Blazers, Zach Collins and Damian Lillard have been ruled out. This will be Lillard's, I believe, second or third straight missed game. And it's going to open up some value for us. We'll start off with the Portland team, the way team, and we'll get right to that value. Obviously, we know that C.J. McCollum gets a big boost. Norman Powell gets a big boost. Both these guys are priced up. And then we can definitely take a look at our boy, Anthony Simons. Now that Gary Trent Jr. is no longer on this team, Simons pretty much has that pseudo-util uh guard roll off the bench so we did see McCollum start he probably won't likely draw the start but he did come out and play 30 minutes in that one shot five of ten put up 29 and a half dk points it's an excellent matchup we know that there's no guards that could really defend anywhere on charlotte so sign me up for some simons at 3600 if you need the value is definitely there and if you don't want to spend up on a guy like McCollum at 87 i don't love that price tag we already know that he's gonna be a monster but 40 is not gonna be enough to get it done 44 gets close we could we could do a 44 uh, at that price tag, but we're really looking for a ceiling game, and he's kind of priced out of it. I do prefer Norman Powell over McCollum at only 6300 just that $2,400 discount. It gets me going. Uh, both these guys, I think, have very similar floors and ceilings, so I'd take the guy with the $2,400 discount. Outside of those two guys, that's pretty much it. It's going to be Powell and Simons in my favorite place, and I don't mind looking at McCollum a little bit too, but uh, I think I'll probably avoid him, knowing that there's going to be a ton of ownership going that way, and he's priced up. On the Charlotte side of the ball, it's one player, and it's one player only for me. It's uh, Terry Rozier at 8,300. This dude's just been getting it done. I'd want to see Devontae Graham ruled out. I'm going to be paying 8,300 for Terry Rozier if Devontae Graham plays. It kind of takes a little bit of sauce away. But we're talking about back-to-back games of 40-plus minutes. Not 30, not 35, 40-plus minutes. And in those games, at least 20 shot attempts. The usage just gets strictly funneled right to Rozier, and they just play him a boatload of minutes. So if we know he's going to be having a 40-minute floor and a 20-shot attempt floor, sign me up 8,300. Portland, we know they don't play much defense, especially at the guard position, so definitely a spot we can attack. And uh, Rozier put up about 40 DK points against this team earlier in the year in only 35 minutes. So give him an extra five minutes. We're probably looking closer to 45 to 50 at 83. I think now that I'm, I'm boiling it down, I prefer Rozier over McCollum. Outside of those two guys, I don't think I'll be going to too much else here. It's, uh, you know, kind of also have to see if there's no P.J. Washington. Yeah, you go back to Bridges at 72, but that just feels a little pricey for a guy uh, that, you know, put up his biggest game of the season in that last one, put up 54 DK points, 33 actual points on 13 of 18 shooting. It's not every day he's going to shoot 72% from the floor. And at 7,200, you kind of need him to. Moving on to the next game, Oklahoma City Thunder traveling to Toronto. $2,500 
They're taking on the Raptors here. 220 and a half game total. Raptors being favored by a massive 11 and a half points. So pretty big spread here for the Thunder. Gabriel Deck, Shai Gilgis Alexander, Josh Hall, Mike Muscala, Mike Muscala and Alexiv Pakuveski all ruled out. The Raptors have yet to submit their injury report. We are going to have to wait and see. But we already know that they rested pretty much everybody on their team in that last one, and they're probably going to be good to go in this one. Fred Van Vliet's the one name that we have to keep an eye on. He is questionable. Uh, it's his hip soreness. Basically, he played, he played last night. There's a decent chance that he doesn't play in this one. Second half of a back-to-back, we saw them rest all their starters in the front half of the back-to-back. Siakam sat out. Kyle Lowry sat out. OG sat Everybody sat out. Gary Trent Jr. sat out. Uh, so, you know, keep an eye on that. I think Gary Trent was actually out with an ankle injury. I don't know if it was specifically rest. So he's another guy that we have to kind of monitor as well. But one guy I do love coming into this game who is not even on the injury report. And that's because simply they don't have one. But I'm expecting to play regardless. Kyle Lowry at 7,700. Uh, you know, this is a fat spread. Anytime we see 11 and a half points or anything like that, we obviously get a little bit nervous. Uh, but Kyle Lowry at that price tag in this matchup, he should be able to get it done just fine. If this game stays close, we're probably looking at like a 40 to 50 point game from him. Not actual points, DK points, but uh, absolutely love this matchup for him. Played 37 minutes in his first game back. He was dealing with a foot infection. It wasn't necessarily like a knee soreness or a wrist sprain. It was a foot infection, which, you know, not trying to take anything away from it. It was probably pretty gross. Uh, it, it's something that you, you could probably manage and play through if the doctors say, yeah, you're good to go. He could probably play full complement in a minute, so. Sign me up for Kyle Lowry at 7,700. He is my favorite play on the Raptors. Outside of him, I don't mind taking a stab at a guy like Ken Birch. 4,600. You know, if uh, Siakam's back in the lineup, which he should, we may see the minutes dip down a little bit. But, you know, since coming over here, the past three games, we're talking about a minimum of 25 minutes per game over the last three. He's putting up at least 22 DK points in those games. Ceilings of about 27. We know he can get to 30. Decent value in this. I'd expect similar minutes, about 25, 24. He was probably chopping down the middle with Boucher, but he would be my second favorite option on this team. And if for some reason, Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. are both ruled out. You could take stabs at guys like Paul Watson and Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn would probably draw the start at the two. Watson would still get some good time, though, at 3,700. Feels like we're chasing that one a little bit. On the Thunder side of the ball, nothing. I don't want to play anything over here. Uh, everybody's priced up. It's a game with an 11.5-point spread. If I had to go to one option, it would probably be Baisley at 6K just because there's still a little meat left on the bone. Uh, back-to-back games at 30 DK-point games. We know that he can hit that 40 to 45 mark. We've seen it. So that's probably the one guy I would take a shot on. But uh, overall, not a ton of interest over here. Just think that we have some better options, better value that we can go to. Moving on. To the third game of the main slate, Houston Rockets traveling to Orlando. They're taking on the Magic in this one. For a game total, we have 216.5 with Orlando being favored by one point. The Rockets, DJ Augustine, Sterling Brown, Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, Daniel House Jr., David Nwaba, John Wall, all ruled out. And for the Magic, Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Otto Porter Jr. have been ruled out, while Mo Bamba is questionable. We'll start off with the away team here. Tick on the Rockets. Christian Wood coming in as top dog, 8,500. Just don't love this matchup. I actually haven't loved Christian Wood since he came back. I, played, I think I played him once or twice. I missed out on those two 50-point games that he had back-to-back, and that's okay. Uh, 8,500, I'll, I'll take missing that any day of the week just because there's so many other guys in that price range that I'd rather play who I feel a little bit safer about, who have similar floors uh, similar or higher floors, but also a similar ceiling. Two guys I'm going to be going to my two favorite plays. 
one of my favorite plays on the slate has got to be Kevin Porter Jr. with no John Wall. We just see what this guy does every single time John Wall misses a game. The usage comes his way. The shot attempts come his way. The assist will definitely rise. We see more of those 14 to 13 assist point games rather than the five threes and fours. Uh, it's definitely a ceiling type game, and the matchup does not scare me one bit. That's the only thing we ever have to worry about with the Rockets. Can they keep it close enough where we get these guys playing a competitive game? And I think they do. So Kevin Porter Jr. is going to come in as one of my favorite guard plays at 6,600. He's point guard and shooting guard eligible, which we love to see. Outside of him, I'll look at Kelly O. Kelly Olenek at 6,800. I think it's a fine price tag. Obviously, with no John Wall, we're going to see some of the usage go Kelly O's way. We should be looking at a 30-plus or 30-minute game, plus-minute game out of him. Uh, when we ever see Kelly O playing more than 30 minutes, we're pretty much looking at you know anywhere between 33 to 40 DK points. We've seen the 50-point the, the upside that he had against the Pacers, uh, but he's already been crushing this team averaging 33 DK points against them in only 29 minutes. So you give him a little bit more minutes, he's going to get us a little bit more points, and we'll be hitting that threshold of value. Those are the two guys I'm looking at over here. I don't think I'll be dumpster diving. Avery Bradley, I will leave there for somebody else. If they want him, just not a high point per minute guy. Should get some decent minutes, but if you want to take him, take a shot on him, go for it. Just not for me. All right. Moving over to the Orlando side of the ball, definitely a little bit more interest over here. A few more options that we could take a look at. Obviously, we're going to have to see what goes on with Mobamba, but if Mobamba's ruled out again, we could go back to the well, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, you know, not the greatest matchup going against a guy like Christian Wood, but we're talking about a guy that's played 30 plus minutes over the last three games. And in those games, ceiling of 47, a floor of 31 and a half DK points at 64. I, I don't mind that value. I think this is, like I said, it's a tasty matchup for, I think, everybody involved. It's not going to be the highest game total, but we're definitely going to have some options, I think, uh, on both of these sides of the ball that will be in the winning lineup. It's just only a five-game slate, and this one is going to be an ugly actual, but a, a pretty nice DFS game overall. Outside of him, I don't mind taking stabs at Cole Anthony as long as Michael Carter-Williams is out, 5,800. 5, Should see the bulk of the point guard minutes. He'll split them down, the, not down the middle, but he'll share a little bit with R.J. Hampton. Uh, but, you know, coming back, really, really shined against Toronto. 29 minutes, shot 6 of 12, put up 35 DK points, 19.7 boards, 5 assists, only 2 turnovers, no defensive numbers, which usually is probably good for close to a steal sometimes. Uh, outside of that, I think we could take a stab at Gary Harris again. He let us down, 4,200. As long as this guy's going to play a solid role, he played 27 in the last one, just couldn't buy a shot. Shot 0 for 7, 0 for 2 from deep. Still put up 19 DK points, almost 20 DK points, shooting 0 for 7. So it just kind of shows you uh, what this guy's floor is if he's going to keep playing a 30-minute role for this team. So that's it. It's going to be Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, Wendell Carter Jr. on the Magic, and on the Houston side, just Kelly O, Kevin Porter Jr. Moving on. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Sacramento Kings traveling to Dallas. They are taking on the Mavericks. 230.5 game total. Dallas favored by eight points. Check out the injury report for Dallas. Tyrell Terry's out for the Kings. Marvin Bagley and Rashawn Holmes have been rolled out. As we know, we uh, we just saw this matchup. And as a Maverick, Maverick fan, let me just say, I'm excited about it. Uh, this is, feels like it's one of those Luka ceiling type games. We're going to get it right here. Um, you know, we know the Kings have been struggling. We know that the Kings played little to no defense. Uh, we know that they're down on themselves. All these, all these things to see scream a recipe, uh, for, for money for Luka Doncic for me, but we'll get them in a second. Start off with the Kings here. The away team, not too much interest in here. There's one or two guys. I think we could take stabs at. I'm not paying the 9,800 for Fox yet. I haven't been paying nine plus K for Fox and he's been cooking me. If you want to play him, I don't fault you. I just think there's a few other guys I'd rather spend up on. 
I will. I will, by, uh, by happens it all happens chance, go right back to that Hassan Whiteside. Well, not a guy that we're ever going to expect to play 30-plus minutes, but if he's going to play 23-plus minutes like he has over the past two games, he's going to return value. This dude only needs 20 minutes to get his 30 DK points. It's not a if. It, it, it's, it's a guarantee, in my opinion. Uh, this dude's one of the best point-per-minute players in the NBA. We've seen it time and time again. He just stinks at real-life basketball. But bottom line is they just don't have a lot of better options. So as long as he's going to play 20-plus minutes, he's an option for me. 5,500, one of my favorite center options on the slate. Expect him to be quite chalky. Outside of him, I'll be going cheap. I'll be taking shots at guys like DeLon Wright, matchup against his former team. Played 28 minutes in that last one. Now we're talking two out of the last three games where he played at least 23 minutes. And in those games, he's played more than 23 minutes. He's put up at least 20 DK points. Uh, so he's a decent, solid value play. I expect some decent role from him in this one. And then we can take a stab at a guy like Mo Harkless. It's going to be a tough matchup for him, though. He's going to be playing mostly power forward, and he's going to have his hands full with Porzingis. Never never big on the shot attempts. He has a combined five shot attempts over his last two games. But 3,700, he's there if you need the value for a guy that will have minutes played. All right. Dallas side of things, Luka Doncic, favorite stud to pay up for. 10-9, no doubt about it. I will have some shares of Luka Doncic in this matchup. I don't think I need to say much more. It's Luka Doncic. Uh, there's only two guys to really spend up on this one. It's him. It's Carl Anthony Towns. And I prefer him. Don't mind looking at Porzingis. I just said he's going to have a disgustingly good matchup going against these Kings. Probably draw more Harkless. He should eat here. But, you know, you're looking at 45 DK points is what we need. He can easily get that done. He can get you 50 or 60 in this one. But I already told you how much I like Luka. And I don't think I'm going to be playing both these guys. If you're not playing Luka and you want to pivot and go to a less owned Porzingis at 9K, I can see doing that. Outside of that, I like to attack the Kings with shooting guards. You've probably heard me say that time and time again. One guy I want to keep an eye on is J.J. Redick, who's starting to slowly get some minutes. Played 14, 15, and then 17 in the last one. So they're trending upward. Obviously, J.J. is very, very scoring dependent. I don't expect in any ownership. I expect this to be a GPP-only play. Wouldn't touch him in cash. Too risky. But if you want to take a stab at him, if he happens to play more than 20 minutes in this one, he can definitely return some value at 3,500. Being a shooting guard going against the Kings, they just simply eat. And then, uh, obviously, that, that same bill of health, I guess, can go for Josh Richardson or Tim Hardaway Jr., both these guys. I know they don't both play shooting guard, technically. Richardson does. Uh, they both are that mold of shooters. I prefer Richardson at 5,200. Probably be my second favorite option on this team. All right. Final game to talk about. Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to L.A. They're taking on the Clippers in this one. 234 and a half game total. Clippers favored by eight and a half points. For the Clippers, Patrick Beverly, Serge Ibaka have been rolled out. Kawhi Leonard is questionable, dealing with that right foot soreness. For the Timberwolves, Malik Beasley out. Jalen Noel is doubtful. We'll start off with the away team. We'll start off with the Timberwolves here. I already touched on Towns a little bit when I was talking about Doncic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, don't hate the matchup. I, I actually, I love the matchup. I just like Doncic's a little bit more. That simple. I think that that game's going to be a little bit more competitive as well. If Leonard plays, we really have to worry about a blowout on this one because we know how quickly uh, Leonard and George can get guys out of there if they want to, and they prefer to as a team because then they only have to play 27 minutes a night instead of 30. Don't have a lot of interest over here on the Timberwolves in this game as a whole, to be honest. You know, D'Angelo Russell at 6,100 is a very, very good price tag, but we just don't know what kind of workload this guy's looking at. You know, past three games, he's touched on 24, 23, and 20 minutes. A lot of those games did get out of hand. So if you do think this game's going to stay a little closer and you're game scripting it, maybe if you're playing a Kawhi Leonard or a Paul George and you want to run it back with somebody, I wouldn't mind doing it with a guy like Russell because if he's playing 28, 30 minutes, 6,100 is going to be hard for him not to return the value. 
It's just that minutes total. We just really don't know. All about that game script. Outside of him, uh, that's probably it. I don't mind taking stabs at whoever's going to be playing power forward. Seems like it's going more towards the Hernan Gomez direction. Granted, uh, one of those games were an absolute blowout, but he's talking back-to-back games of 22-plus minutes where he's put up at least 25 DK points. So Hernan Gomez at 3,600, he's a little bit risky, but he's definitely a value play that can give us a return. And if this game does get out of hand, he's probably matchup proof. Uh, He should still see 20-plus minutes. Over on the Clippers side of the ball, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, George coming in $200 cheaper than Leonard. I prefer Leonard if he plays for only $200 more. If he doesn't play, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, both these guys get massive boosts, in which I probably would just go towards the value, like a Reggie Jackson at 57. Um, but Paul George at 93, he's there. You can use him. There's a lot of guys in this 9K range. It's really going to come down to your construction and how much money you have available. I definitely think he's very, very much in play, and he's definitely an awesome play if Kawhi Leonard sits. Outside of those two guys, Got to keep an eye on Rondo at 4,100. He's starting to creep into a value play as he's starting to get some a few games under his belt with this team. He played 26 minutes in that last game against Philly and put up 26.5 DK points. Bottom line, they needed a ball handler. They needed a facilitator. That's why they went out and got this guy. Uh, it wasn't just for the playoff. We know that playoff Rondo is a thing, and he will go buck wild when we get there. We'll probably be plugging him in on a nightly basis in DFS. Uh, but we want to see this team kind of get some continuity before then. And he's going to have to kind of – Gain these guys trust. I mean, I don't think he really needs to gain it. It's Rajon Rondo. Anybody that knows him uh, and is a veteran in this league trusts this dude's IQ and just knowing that he's one of the greatest point guards in the league. Um, from an IQ standpoint, that is, obviously. He's missing a step in his old age. But at 4,100, if he's going to play 23, 24 minutes, I definitely want to take a stab or two at him. So for me, it's going to be Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Rajon Rondo. And I still do think that guys like Markeith Morris and Zubats are in play. Obviously, they're they're probably priced right where they should be, where there's still some meat on the bone. The floor can, you know, still hurt us if they get us 20, 22, but they're okay plays. I love the matchup. Anybody going against Minnesota is an up-pace uh, matchup, up-pace tempo, and we know that there's going to be very little to no defense played by the Timberwolves. All right. That rounds us out. That takes us home. That's both slates, eight games talked about now. For the fun part, we're going to get into our player tiers. We'll start off with the expensive player tier. I'll give one from each. Luka Doncic for the main slate and Demonis Sabonis for the early slate. I definitely think having Sabonis as my top tier guy will give me a little bit of an ownership edge too. And now for the mid tier, we'll do one for each slate as well. I'll go with for the early slate, we'll go with Bam Adebayo, 7,800. I just think it's a can't miss value play. It's my favorite value play, uh, favorite center play, favorite play overall. Uh, on that early slate. So I'm going to be locking in Bam at 7,800. And for the main slate, we'll go with Kevin Porter Jr. at 6,600. Already talked about it. No John Wall means that we have Kevin Porter Jr. playing point guard with higher usage, higher assist ratio, and all the good stuff. The game doesn't scare me away. They're going against the Magic. Should be close. Should be a big game for KPJ. All right. And then for the value play, we'll try to give a nice little value play for, for each one. Uh, we'll go with Anthony Simons. For that main slate, I just think that, you know, looking at that main slate, 3,600, Lillard's already been ruled out. So if you're looking for somebody who's just probably going to be a guaranteed value, probably be pretty chalky, granted. You know, if you want to fade him based on ownership, I'm not expecting him to light the world on fire and come out here and put 40 DK points up. It's not what I'm expecting. But at 3,600, I'd be expecting anywhere between 22 to 30 pretty comfortably for him. So I don't mind taking some stabs at a guy like that. And value play for the early slate. We'll go with somebody at a similar price tag. I want to say, you know, Kendrick Nunn or Goran Dragic. We'd need the the Jimmy Butler news. If one of those, if Jimmy Butler's out, both those guys are excellent value plays. But before we even have that news, we can look at the Knicks. Go with a guy like Nerlens Noel at 4,300. 
knowing he's played back-to-back 30-plus minute games, put up at least 25 DK points in there at 4,300. I do not mind looking at some Noel, maybe even with a, with a tad bit of like Reggie Bullock because we need some small forward eligibility. If you need some value, I think Reggie Bullock would be a solid value play as well, playing a boatload of minutes. And that's it. Thank you guys for tuning in, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your Sunday to listen to this voice. Allows me to do what I love to do, and hopefully we can win some money together. It's always fun when we get to do that, too. We'll be back tomorrow, though. It'll be the wonderful Will and Santino taking on that Monday show. Actually, what am I talking about? I'm on. I'm running solo. I'm doing it tonight for Monday's show. Need more coffee, as you guys can tell. The cup's about halfway empty. Got to go double up, chug this, fill it again, get the mind right, start building some lineups. Let's go out there. Let's crush some GPPs. Let's take down some wins. If you want, follow me on Twitter, at MikeApatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give us a thumbs up, rate, review, five star. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you're listening to it. We greatly appreciate it. Let's go take down some money. Take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.